Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Come on with that fake ass laugh. Because you know exactly what I'm about to do. Okay. All right then. Let's hear it. Like a boss, bitches. But you know what? That's besides the point. I'm going to go on a different path, if you will, and discuss what's been discussed for the last week and a half, two weeks. So they legit walked out. Reprise. I'm a firm believer that from the moment... That they both walked out of Norfolk, Virginia in the raw edition, right? They, they, Naomi and Sasha, took their suitcases, promptly walked into the office in front of Laura Nias and said, we're done. We're done being disrespected. Put the belts on the table and walked out before they even wrestled their match in the main event of WWE Raw. May 16, 2022 will forever live, not in infamy, but in history. So, um, yeah, this is going to be interesting for sure. I'm going to make a phone call. And hopefully. <laughs> yeah, see, I got a message from one of the co-hosts, really. So, yeah. Okay. We'll see if I'm on live. Not, I'm not going to do that four-minute audio record transition. But anyways, folks, I'm going to read to you the statement that was read aloud by, well, Corey Graves and then Michael Cole. So um, 
When Sasha Banks and Naomi arrived at the arena this afternoon, they were informed of their participation in the main event of tonight's Monday Night Raw. During the broadcast, they walked into WWE Head of Talent Relations, John Laurinaitis' office, with their suitcases in hand, placed their tag team championship belts on his desk, and walked out. They claimed that they weren't respected enough as tag team champions, and even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents, even though they had matches with those individuals in the past with no consequence. Okay. Monday Night Raw is a scripted live TV show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract. We regret we were unable to deliver as advertised tonight's main event. I'm going to just go out on a limb and just say things as is, okay? Okay, cool. So, I don't know how to put this delicately. When you walk in, and by the way, you know what? Putting things delicately is not going to do it for this show. You know, we here at Wrestle Radio Network decided a long time ago that we were going to present to you a show through which not boring, not, you know, totally scripted, if you will, but real. So happy 14th Wrestle Radio Network. I'm going to play for you something. That caught my attention because we all know that this gentleman is a live wire and it doesn't really matter what he says. He's pretty cool, right? So Pat McAfee had no idea, no idea whatsoever what was going on on Friday Night Smackdown, the Smackdown after this incident occurred. So I'm going to play for you a clip from another podcast host. Hopefully you don't mind. So, um, okay. Address the Sasha Banks night walk out of WWE on the Pat McAfee show today. Without further ado, let's hear what Pat had to say. And the Sasha and Naomi thing, that was my first time hearing what Cole was saying live there. I have no idea what to think there. Yeah, what's going on? I have no clue. This is a very fascinating thing. Yeah, need Sasha. She's superstar. Yeah, yeah. They were our champions. I honestly have no idea what to believe in this whole thing. They keep me out of the loop with everything. Mm-hmm. I have no fucking idea. What Cole was doing his thing. I was very fascinated. <laughs> what is what going on? What's going on right now? I have no idea. I wish I had more answers for people. A couple people asked me during my chat panel on Saturday what's going on. It's like, fuck, I feel like you know more than I do. Literally, as that was happening, like, oh, god damn. Suspended indefinitely. Hopefully, we get Whoa. some sort of resolution. Yeah, we need it. Here. I know. I think the reason why WWE did not tell Pat McAfee is because, you know, they already have things set in motion. They already have a plan, okay, to address the whole Sasha and Naomi issue. Granted, there's a lot of culmination of things going into the WWE doesn't really have consistency as it once did, you know. And I mean this in the sincerest of way. So they were depicted as the tag team champions that were to be fed to 
the singles champions, Bianca Belair and now Ronda Rousey. It's been reported that Sasha was not a fan of Rousey because of the fact that I was, and thousands of other people around the world were there, WrestleMania 38, when Charlotte Flair beat Ronda Rousey. Okay? Rousey's more of a draw because she's transitioned from MMA to pro wrestling. And also, a lot more people know who Ronda Rousey is than if they were to be asked, do you know who Sasha Banks is? They're like, who? Not to show any shade at Sasha until later, because I'm not going to hold back. I'm just going to relay personal observation, personal opinion, not entirely, but also relay the facts, all right? Sasha makes a million dollars, right? That's according to Forbes. And her net worth is worth $2 million, also according to Forbes. Sasha, once upon a time, walked out in 2020 because she said herself on Stone Cold Broken Skulls podcast on the WWE Network on Peacock. Or, you know, she said, I didn't recognize who I was. I felt severe depression because I would look in the mirror and I didn't even recognize who I was as a person. Who is this, she says. Does her depression have anything to do with the fact that she simply walked out because the spotlight was not on her? I don't blame people for using their expressionisms, their way of saying, hey, we feel disrespected. You know, we need to change this. So Norfolk, Virginia, forever not be history, it would be infamy. Somehow... There's a lot of support through some of the community and wrestling outside of WWE because they say it's good to say how you feel. It's good to express one's feelings. I'm not going to play that awkward moment from SmackDown or Friday Night SmackDown because there's already a lot of tension right now in that locker room. They said, well, Sasha and them walked out. Maybe that's a sign of things to come in WWE. They've already released several superstars. And WWE somehow is managing without these names, without these people headlining their show. Names like in NXT, like Dakota Kai. Names like Dexter Loomis. And Johnny Gargano. And Ciampa, who may eventually become part of main roster. But you know what? When someone usually walks out of wrestling, it's because there's a rhyme and there's a reason. Sasha walked out before, and on social media, that's a huge key component now for any part of pro wrestling or any business, right? She, once upon a time, folks, took down every single thing that represented WWE because she was hella frustrated. It was a ploy. She started promoting AEW, started adding a lot at Cody Rhodes and was hella fixated on joining that company. Then you know what? Something must have happened because she came back on a show in Montreal when Natalia, who, you know, God love Natty, but could she really carry WWE as a whole for the women's division? I don't fucking think so. And if I'm being honest with you, Sasha knows how to talk. She knows how to make the crowd pop. 
She knows how to get the crowd booing. She knows how to get the crowd cheering. It's an innate talent of hers to know exactly how to play the crowd, how to cater to them. Apparently, she didn't cater enough because her ass and Naomi's ass decided to walk out the door. All because Sasha's little uh, theory was they were being disrespected. I don't fucking think so. I really don't. Because 2010 to about now, that's 12 years invested in pro wrestling in Sasha. Naomi, a little bit longer. 2009, part of OVW, FCW, uh, was a part of a uh, you know brief tag team with Cameron. Didn't quite work. Was a valet. Didn't work. Won the women's championship at WrestleMania 33. It's not like Naomi was some flash in the pan. But really, I feel bad because the events leading up to this, you know, if you were feeling disrespected, there are ways that that you guys could have approached the whole situation with Vince and John Laurinaitis. Now, not a lot of people know that WWE's programming isn't exactly the best, and they come up with the most choreographed promos in the history of professional wrestling. Or not choreographed, but um, well written out. Make it sound so staged and so disingenuous, right? I don't know what's going on inside the head of Sasha or Naomi, and I don't really intend to. All I know is as a fan, you see a lot of wrestlers come and go nowadays. In WWE, they start cutting people like fucking rap by rapid fire pace. Was Sasha and Naomi on the chopping block? No. They were the women's tag team champions. Is there going to be a different approach to the whole, you know, women's division? Probably. Did Sasha and Naomi act a little rash about the whole situation? Some may say yes. Some may say, well, good for them. WWE is terrible anyways when it comes to acclimating certain aspects of their company. Like the women's tag team champion. There's an NXT version of that And then there's the main roster version We all know that main roster has been up and down Lately it's like um, It's like one big Fucking roller coaster When it comes to watching WWE programming Not only watching it But also having to report it Talk about it Be like okay well Naomi and Sasha are the women's tag team Champions and uh, By the way the championships don't mean Jack squat don't really in a way it's it's a losing fight because Cornette cited that WWE is been a mess since this, you know, nineteen ninety seven and he also went on to say I commend them, you know, for standing up for their beliefs and what they were contemplate not contemplating, but they actually went through with it. Because a lot of people would have just said, Well, I need to have a meeting with Vince and Lauren Ison and Talent because we feel like we're genuinely being disrespected and we're sick and tired of this bullshit. When in actuality, the whole issue was concerning jealousy about Ronda Rousey, jealousy about Becky Lynch, and some may say, well, she wasn't jealous. You know, she's a legit boss. She can handle her own. She can literally walk out and be fine. She's lucky that she came back the first time. I think they're just going to wait it out. And eventually, you know, they said, well, I heard she was signed with AEW. Go on for that thirst trap. Go on for the fact that, you know, you're going to see 
a lot of names come and go in and out of this business. It's a revolving fucking door. That's how wrestling has always been. Even when it was the days of the Monday Night Wars. It's the when, What Wednesday Night Wars? AEW completely obliterated WWE ratings-wise. But quality? Hmm. You might want to question them on that. So, yes. I, to answer your question, it's Wrestle underscore Radio on Instagram. On Twitter, it's at underscore Brian Rails. And if you want to message us on Facebook, you can at Wrestle www.wrestleradionetwork forward slash facebook.com be sure to check us out download the episode for free after it's already aired so let me tell you something I am well aware that you know we've witnessed people being assholes people Openly admitting that the reason why I do this, you know, if you think I did it for the money, you were probably right. There's been people in wrestling like Kevin Nash, Shawn Michaels, uh, Hulk Hogan. Well, at the time, you know, Hogan was out because of the steroid trial and he was just not clicking with the fans and it just was a holy mess. Ultimate Warrior held up the show. For more money, one of the same accolades as Hogan, it didn't quite pan out for him. With Hall and Nash, they weren't making enough money. So, when, you know, back in the day, their their royalties were not from their t-shirts or their merchandise. That was thrown right back into the company's fucking pocket. So, what's the difference between all... These individuals I just listed in Sasha, well, I'll tell you, if they were to walk out in the middle of their contract and said, okay, you know what, fuck it, I feel I'm being disrespected, the only ones that actually succeeded from that whole standpoint outside of the Montreal Screwjob in 97 with Bret Hart were Scott Hall and Kevin Ash because, look, they ended up, well, going to WCW and then had a brief run with the NWO, made wrestling history, and voila, Shawn Michaels, I'm not doing this fucking promo, and you're not making, I'm not fucking saying this shit. Technically, at the time, he was a draw, during which the time they were selling out smaller arenas, okay, and they were successful because Sean carried the company on his back, despite the fact that a lot of people who worked around him referenced him as a prick. There's mixed bag reactions in the locker room with Sasha. Much like there were mixed bag reactions when it was Shawn Michaels helping run the fucking show. Did Sasha ever help run the show in WWE? No, because it's gone through fucking cycles. It was Randy, it was Jeff, it was... Hell, it was any name that came across that was the flavor of the month type thing. Was it Daniel Bryan? It was Kevin Owens. And after Kevin Owens, it just constantly went in the fucking cycle. It's been constant, a constant cycle of who's, who's the flavor of the month for WWE. As far as the women's division goes, yes, Sasha was an integral part of it. There's no denying it. But I do have issues with what she did and how it transpired, okay? So I'm going to just 
go out on a limb and say the following off the rails and since it is now back and reinstated as the title the following content presented on this pro wrestling podcast wrestle radio network profile belongs to the owner brian rails you do not have permission to use copy reproduce the content from all episodes recorded and shared on social media all content is protected by U.S. and international copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution without permission from the owner is strictly prohibited and can be punishable by law. Failure to comply will result in legal action taken. All rights reserved. Wrestle Radio Network off the, slash off the rails incorporated 2022. Maestro, if you would kick it a little old school for me, please, with a cherry on top. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. I'm not going to go over it too much longer, but you know what? It's a show. We're live. It's the 14th anniversary. Why not? So she's our worker. Sasha is. Now, there's not a lot of things that I can say positively about, but you know what? Her behavioral patterns. You notice her mannerisms, the way she carried herself on a live podcast on Broken Skulls with Stone Cold Steve Austin. How she will wag her head around every time she has to make a point. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or, for real, this is how I felt. I, said, I just didn't know who I was. We all go through the burnout with pro wrestling. It happens not just with, oh, they weren't satisfied with their career, so that's why they are the way they are. And, oh, they just didn't market themselves correctly, or they weren't, you know... They just weren't it. They didn't have the it factor. Not that Sasha doesn't have the it factor. It's not that she can't promote herself. It's the simple fact that she, from time to time, would present herself as, I'm going to be the next star. I can be your champion. I can produce. I can do anything I step to. And she is a go-getter. It's just how she goes about doing it. Not passing judgment. I'm just stating facts, right? She makes a good amount of money to perform on the schedule that WWE has provided her, right? She may have been well-perceived by others, right? She may have made friends, made good, established good relationships with the higher-ups and management, but um, like I said before, there are certain comparisons. Really, she's her own. You know, she's coming to her own. She produced the gimmick. You know, legit boss. She she made her own theme, designed her. You know, they designed her merchandise. No, she helped design it. She was the one saying, "No, it should be like this. This is how I want it to be." So I commend her for that. But there are certain things. 
now that make her look sus. All right. For starters, her career has always been about who you always look out for yourself because as Scott Hall said on Dark Side of the Ring, you don't wrestle to wrestle, you know, in the middle forever in your career. You wrestle to get to the top. Like, oh, you want to go to dinner? Oh, you want to wrestle me? Thanks, walking out with Naomi is not the same equivalent of Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, and I'll tell you why. Because it seems like she's constantly trying to find ways to make others, you know, like, does she want to work with you or does she not want to work with you? Apparently, she made her feelings known about, well, it's the whole feeling about Ronda Rousey, how, you know, she's not really for the business. It's like, well, you're not for the business either. Because if you really were, you're not there to make friends. I get it 100%. But if you're going to use Naomi, who was about to get an opportunity that could have helped her, instead of just being constant, you know, high up mid-card at best, in my personal opinion, you literally roped her into the situation and and had no fucking qualms about doing it you said well they're disrespecting us we need to lead girl we need to get out we need to feel respected we need to be valued okay i'm all for expressing one's opinion about how the company's treating you but there could have been a bunch of different ways where you could approach where i didn't feel like doing it really so adding i in the vocabulary when you're walking up to the office or feel disrespected we're not wrestling these two individuals so you're talking about Dewdrop, you're talking about Oscar and Becky because I have a feeling you know Oscar has been known not to pull back her kicks okay and it's been documented that yes she's wrestled Sasha has wrestled both Dewdrop and Becky Lynch and the fact that she feels unsafe she had no fucking They had no consequence in wrestling these women before, right? It was supposed to be a six-pack challenge in Norfolk, Virginia. They were the main event. And somehow, some way, it all was concocted uh, by Sasha, in my opinion. I'm going to not stage a walkout. I'm just going to walk out. Okay, plain and simple. They're going to walk out, not think anything of it, and just be like, okay, we're done. We picked up. We tried to uh, appease the company long enough, do what they asked of us, and we're going nowhere, nowhere fast. I don't have a problem, as I said, with people saying there's something wrong. I do have a problem with people who manipulate others and to go along with what you know they're planning on doing, which means let's walk out, let's make it a big deal. And let's end it. Let's just pull the plug and go from there. Because the truth came out. The truth came out about what Sasha's motives were for walking out of the company. I'm not including Naomi in this whole mix of things because this off the rails is specifically nipping it in the butt. You can walk out and you can do whatever you feel. But when you step on somebody else's dreams and basically say, I was not 
a fan of Ronda Rousey's. I was not a fan of how the company wanted to gear themselves towards in that direction. It's more interesting when there's more than one person playing checkers, right, instead of you playing by yourself. If you want a company to revolve around you, you've got to make it known that you're not just a legit boss, but you live and breathe that gimmick. She did, but then she lost it for me, in my opinion, when she basically took somebody, again, who is not a glorified mid-car, but, boy, you know, she's easily influenced. Because was it really for the best? If you felt that you were your titles were not meaningful, get your asses in line and fucking talk to the boss like, you know, real people. What the fuck is the point of walking out on You could have wrestled, is my thing. You could have both wrestled and then fucking, by the way, grabbed the microphone, walked out. So what has CM Punk had done the, before and basically said, my contract's up in November, and they don't even have any clue what I'm about to do on the show. He had his microphone turned off. He negotiated. Still, things didn't go his way. You know what? It's fine. He's in AEW, and he's doing great. Sometimes, you got to take a breather. Sometimes, you have to step back, though, and say, well, I've done this before. I wonder how I'm supposed to approach this. Instead of approaching it in a rational way, because you thought, okay, if I approach it a rational way, it's still going to make me not feel like I accomplished any fucking thing at all. Girl, in the immortal words of Bianca Belair, you don't go there anymore. You don't... A lot of people would say, I don't think I want, WWE is the end-all, be-all. Sasha has already accomplished a lot. Seven-time WWE Women's Champion. She won the NXT Championship, had a great match with Bayley. She was the very first one half of the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. And they had plans for them that just didn't go through. I wonder why. There seems to be a lot of patterns with Sasha's behavior. And you know what? One of those pattern behaviors that she exhibits is being an actual, real-life, pain-in-the-ass diva. She really, truly is. I wanted, you know, I didn't agree with the direction the company was going with Rousey. I believe, you know, that our titles didn't mean much and that we were being fed to the singles competitors to make them look good. Again, all issues that could have been brought up to Vince. And, you know, Cornette said, you know, sometimes he will remember exactly what you tell him but then, moments later, it's like you didn't even speak a word to him. So it's like speaking to a brick wall. And and Jim can say that because he, once upon a time, was in the same room with Pritchard. And in the same room with, God help him, Vince Russo. So, to me, through all this psychobabble, what I'm getting at is, Sasha Banks pouted like a little child. She threw her tantrum like she normally does. And when she doesn't get her way, I'm going to take a break. I can't do this. I'm burned out. You you really want to say I'm burned out 
after the fact that they gave you the main event, then you just say, well, I didn't feel safe wrestling. We didn't feel safe wrestling these women, even though you had worked with them before. You had eight hours to say your piece and be like, hey, can we wrestle our match and then talk? That's one thing that really boggles my mind. Is like, Was it so past the point of inevitable no return that you had to get your suitcases and be so dramatic with it and be like, we're leaving. We're going to make a statement. We're going to let people talk. Obviously, people are talking about you. That's not good. It's one thing to be talked about in a good manner. But it's another thing to leave the impression that you're the bitch that basically fucked Naomi out of a job and out of an opportunity to at least showcase her ability to be a women's champion on Raw, WWE Raw Women's Champion. All because the spotlight was not fixated on you. And that's the honest to God truth. I'm glad the audio is actually fucking recording tonight. Happy birthday to Wrestle Radio Network, bitches. And me. But the point is, the point is, the, actually there's several points to be made. When you're a professional in a business and you have a job and you've just been given a promotion, some people somehow miraculously get complacent even with a promotion. And they decide, well, I can find better. I can walk out the door and find better. In some cases, that works. For some, for some weird reason, it works for some people. I don't know the percentage amount of time, but it works. In this case, will it work for Sasha? I don't know. Again, the title says, so they legit walked out. Coming back again? I don't think so. And uh, who knows? Who knows what the future lies ahead? Because AEW has been known to sign people that legit walked out of WWE. FTR, Christian... Malachi Black, I had to pause there for a second reading some of y'all's questions on uh, the Instagram. And no, it's not a complete utter bias or utter hatred towards Sasha. There's an amount of respect for what she's accomplished, but there's a lot of discord with me personally speaking about her because what she did is not its not even laughable. It's like, man... If you fucked with my career, we would be having words in the back. Like, did we really do the right thing or was this just about you? That's what I would have said directly to your face. Be like asking you questions and saying, okay, so you get paid all this money. I get paid money. What's the problem? It's not about the money. It's about the principle of the thing. So the principle of the thing is teaching young girls who look up to you as their idol, as their role model, to basically, if you have an issue, folks, manipulate somebody, rope them into a situation, not stage a walkout, but basically walk out of the company and think that you're going to have your head held high. In Sasha's world, probably as delusional as you are, sweetie, as stuck up, as snobby, as as pretentious as you are, to sit there and believe that people are going to somehow, some way, people jumped on that bandwagon of supporting you. Like, oh, good for you too. You stood up for your beliefs. How many 
people walk out of a main event before it even occurs. Well, it didn't fit us, so you would do the same thing. Actually, I would have wrestled my match. I would have grabbed my shit and said, hey, boss, man, do you mind talking before I go back to my hotel rest up for the next city? Look, I want to go to the next town. We can, can we talk about something can, or some things? How hard is that concept? But for some people, they up in their ego so much to the point where they've forgotten. That's not – the company is way bigger than the individual's needs. All right? In some aspects, yes, express how you want to feel. Express how you view the situation. But don't sit there and say we and use it in a sentence which doesn't fit you. I was talking directly about Sasha's girl. You really think that what you did – was correct. Mm, no. That's a no-no. And that's going to... Will it transfer into other companies? With your attitude. Her attitude's not going to change. She can sit here and fool everybody with what she's talking about and what she's about and how she's 100% real. She's not fake. She doesn't come off as disingenuous. She comes off as a heroine for what she stood up her beliefs and she basically said, fuck the world, I'm not everybody's puppet, blah, blah, blah. Girl, really, you were one of the corporate bitches that basically decided to be the lookout and basically not only fuck with extras money, not with them, just them, but screwing with your supposed quote-unquote friend and her opportunity. You, according to Forbes, Make your endorsements, do your appearances, smile in front of that camera, sign those autographs even though you hate signing random autographs and you hate because you you just want to be alone yourself. You want to have time to be you. As much as I want to be on board with Sasha, I'm not. I've never been a fan of hers because she seems like the type that's in the locker room that's not only going to be on the lookout just for her opportunities, which is fine, but she's going to be on the lookout to be like, so-and-so outshine me in the thing, and I don't want to fucking work with her, so, you know, I'm done. Not going to do it. No, if you ever really stepped back and listened to yourself, not in ring, but when you were just being you on Broken Skulls podcast, was that, you know, is that how you really are? Because you come across as the person to me that I would not, I mean, I'd be genuinely disenchanted with you. I would, you know, if you're going to be the type of person that looks down upon everybody and says, are they really for wrestling? Do you love it enough? Is it, you know, a passion of yours? You're not the promoter. You sure as hell are not running the women's division. Did you have a say-so? through talent relations as to who walked through that door and who you wanted to wrestle? Because I've, I've heard the phrases used like, if they if the top people get outshined, they're not going to work for very much longer. That's just the fucking secrets of the wrestling business. In some way, shape, or form, if you're not 
if you never had a disenchantment with the you know the wrestling world itself, then you don't know. She had a disenchantment because again, the spotlight was not directed or directly put on her. It's not morally right, in my opinion, to sit there and say, I think we did the right thing, don't you think? How are you going to sit there and be fake with somebody that you're not even fucking friends with? And now you cost her a chance to come back and make things, you know, I don't think you can make things right because you walked out of the main event before the fucking taping, before you had your match. And it's not... It's not – it doesn't look good at all. It doesn't look good at all. The other people are complimenting them, saying, you know, good for them. They weren't comfortable with what WWE was doing up in a creative direction, so they decided to, turn, you know, not tuck tail, tuck the tail between their legs and put their head in the sand. No, man. They, quote, unquote, stood up for the principle of the thing. <laughs> That's all fine and Andy, but what reasoning? Are they the main draw for WWE? Sasha's name comes up as a wrestling fan. You instantly know when her theme hits. You know when Naomi's theme. If you're a real, you know, die-hard, all-around wrestling fan, not just AEW, Impact, New Japan, uh, GCW, and WWE. Yes, it's hard to keep up with a program that they're their words when they're written you as a normal person be like okay get to the point let's go with Sasha it was more or less not just frustration with creative direction it was it seems like she wanted the entire section of glory for her like a cheering section you already had influence on Vince. Vince liked who you were and was giving you something to do. More than that, he was giving you, not giving you, but now you, how do I put this? If a person is afforded the opportunity to wrestle for a major company, isn't that pretty cool? But once you get past that bump and you start feeling redundant and you start feeling like, man, this shit's really getting old. I, I need to talk to Vince. I need to talk to Laurinaitis. I need to talk to Pritchard. I need to talk to somebody. Sometimes there's not solutions. You mentally feel burned the fuck out and you can't really explain. You just know in your heart that this is the end of the rope. This is it. I'm done. Again, I think it's wrong when you're booked on a live TV show, especially in front of millions of people that are watching on USA Network because their kids want to watch this shit. They're like, where's Sasha? Why isn't she on the show? Where's Naomi? Where's, you know, what happened? They... She, let me phrase that correctly. She decided that the ball wasn't in her court, so she legit decided, let's, you know, I'm going to concoct a plan 
this is how I feel, and it's going to go full circle, and we're going to get attention. You got attention, all right. Not only did one, you know, of course when that happened, Pat McAfee was totally unaware. Michael Cole, they, they're, okay, if they expect to be understood by, you know, the wrestling community in a positive light, Quit pussyfooting around it, too. It's a two-way street. Sasha was wrong for what she did in WWE. They've gotten so thin on their roster that they're legit working with stories that I'm not even aware is going to work. But you know what? The annoying optimist in me is like, at least they're putting on a show with literally 14 to 16 names in the hat. And now probably 14 or 12. Sasha was a huge part of the company in the women's division because her face is on the trucks, on the production trucks, on the posters. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure that it was advertised on the radio or local radio stations and commercials in Virginia that they were, you know, you can expose Sasha Banks and Naomi in a six-pack women's challenge for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Not to say that those championships brought a lot of attention or ire to the fucking show, but again, it's, as they put it, the principle of the thing. You're advertised for a main event. You decide, hmm... It's such a good idea to basically walk out of this bitch because one of them didn't like the direction that the women's division was headed under Ronda Rousey's tutelage. So eventually Naomi and Sasha were to split and they were to go to hell in a cell and face their respective champions. I don't know about Sasha winning against Rousey and and she knew that she was going to get her ass handed to her. Rousey's not been known to have the greatest of reputations around the locker room either. But in the sense that sometimes in wrestling you have to bite the bullet. You really have to pay attention to your surroundings so that later on, if you need of work, you can come back and, and wrestle peacefully. Otherwise, when you when you leave and you come back, and you have left a bad, imp- you know, you left a bad impression by walking out of the main event on WWE Raw. That's a TV show that hasn't garnered more than 800,000 viewers in quite a while. Viewership kind of goes up and down, up and down. So really, at this point, what was the breaking point? What was the straw that broke Sasha and Naomi's back, right? If you are an employee in a company, you don't feel like something's going right, and the boss gives you an ultimatum or just basically makes you feel like you don't want to fucking do this shit anymore, yes, it's time to not even give two weeks and then fucking walk out. Not be dramatic about it and be like, okay, you know what, bye. I had that happen before where supervisor at my job, you know, really wasn't feeling 
like, you know, it was satisfactory and that if I stayed there, it was going to become a toxic situation and I had to leave. Is it totally different than being on TV, people knowing who you are and knowing what you're going to say before you say it and people just cheering you like you're a fucking rock star, man? She wasn't Michael Jackson level. She wasn't, uh, you know, Mariah Carey level. You know, at the height of Mariah's career, not now, obviously, because it's still, you know, she's still popular. But the point is, in wrestling, I've heard this used as a common phrase. If you think that you're bigger than the company, you're just another, literally, you're just another spoke on the wheel. And Sasha... In her mind, I'm great. You know, I feel better. I feel good about what I did. Again, it's a mixed bag. I'm surprised that the fucking community of wrestling has supported these two. Why? What message did they send other than the fact that, okay, our titles are being disrespected. Get the fuck out of here. You're not making positive Steps. You're not making positive steps at all to alleviate your situation. What you did was make it worse. And on top of that, I'm not a fan of people who make it known. By the way, this is what I felt, and um, you know, I legit feel like Ronda Rousey is going to be the poison, the injection of poison in the women's division that'll kill it. That's not her exact words, but from the way Sasha is and still, you know, to this day, she gives it away to with her attitude. Her attitude is what kills it for me. Her wrestling skills and her mic skills exceedingly are great, and which is why she got hired on and which is why she made it to where she made it and why she was great in NXT. Why people tune in to see her matches? Because she knew what needed to be done in ring. She needed. She knew the basics of how to piss off a crowd and how to basically get us fucking going. Now she gets people going in different directions. You need a fucking GPS to map out what her fucking moods are, man. Is she happy? Is she sad? Is she manic? Does she feel like the company fucked her over because, well, you just gave us these titles because you felt sorry for us? Hmm. No. If you're in wrestling, if your titles are not meaning anything, the 24-7 title, wow, how meaningless that title is. Uh, the tag team champions, the Usos. They unified this, those tag team titles, right? They said they're going to stop the brand split. This is like a domino effect in WWE right now. They've let go of certain people because they supposedly were making budget cuts. Sasha and Naomi walked out because they didn't like the creative direction that the company had you know, given them. They're like, okay, well... This is what we're doing, and this is what's going to transpire. Yes, there's a lot of inconsistencies through WWE creatives. Do we have as fans have control over that? No. Are we going to just 
walk out of WWE, watching WWE. Some have. It is what it is, folks. We have somebody that says they're about helping this business grow, making it better, being a role model for the young girls and the young boys. But, you know, I don't really feel all of what she's saying or what she's about. I've never been a major Sasha Mark. I've liked Trish Stratus in the past. I've liked and respected Lita. I was a big fan of Ivory. And if you're talking about current wrestlers who I respect currently on that roster that is still there in the company that would wrestle the main event, then possibly maybe walk out or have a discussion with creative. Let's see, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, hell even Dewdrop. Because there's living proof, folks, that even if, you know, you're not drawing as many wrestling fans as you once did, you still got an opportunity to be in front of an audience you still have an opportunity yes you're living out of your fucking suitcase and you're making sacrifices you're away from family you're away from friends you still have contact with your life is very hectic because fans recognize you from the instant they see you they stock you at what hotel you're at they bother you while you're dining out and eating but i'm gonna say this Rails, if I ever have the opportunity to wrestle or manage or announce in WWE or AEW or wherever, if they made me do something that I was not comfortable with, I would do it. And without hesitation, if I was uncomfortable and starting to feel burned out about it, I would take the time to march my happy little ass up to the front office and say, hey, do you have a moment? Can we talk? I've learned throughout my career, if the more you bitch about it and the more you complain about something, it worsens the situation. It took me years to figure that shit out. There are things that we have to do at our you know, nine to fives that we don't necessarily fucking like doing. So what is your, you know, what is your deal, dude? Why Why do you – I think there are some people in this world that not only – she didn't do it – some may say, well, she didn't do it to seek attention. The hell she did. For six months, she took a breather. She felt happier. She was able to go swimming in the ocean and, again, tweet out to the rival company who had just been birthed into back into wrestling, right? And they're on TNT, they're on the Superstation, or AEW. So not only did Sasha stamp on what her reputation truly is, it's basically you are the female that everyone will avoid from now on. You ruined somebody's chances of ever coming back to the company unless she begs on hands and knees and shit, they're still going to laugh at her and be like, okay, we'll give you an I quit match. They'll humiliate her and fire her ass. They won't even do that. They'll just be like, well, did she make us money? Did she put asses in seats? Did she do everything she was told? Again, those two are not the magnitude of leaders 
and Trish. Those two are not going to be on the all-time wrestling list until maybe years from now when people look back on it and say, this was probably WWE's mistake or it was to their benefit because when they let go of Bret Hart, man, WWE had this thing called Attitude Era and their company soared. They let go of Sasha and Naomi. Who knows what this is going to do to the women's division? It might actually fucking help them. It may harm them. Who fucking knows? But legit, you walk out, and the way that you walked out, and the way that you left an impression, boy, you know, Vince has been around for 40 years plus, and he's seen good, bad, and ugly at WWE. Once upon a time, that man was broke. That man was broke, and look where he is now. Yeah, he's lost a lot of money. Nick Kong co-owns it, right? And Triple H came back to put out fires. So, you know, he's now working full-time. Could Triple H have resurrected the whole situation with Sasha and Naomi? I'm not sure. But the whole, they're suspended indefinitely. They've been stripped of the titles. Come on, man. Again, when I said it was a two-way street, I meant it's a two-way street. Quit fucking sugarcoating shit. You, there's a time and place to drop all this shit that's going on in this world. There's a lot of crazy shit. I'm not reporting the news, but, you know, to everything that's going on in this world, wrestling's an escape. It's not a fucking nine to five. And I think that if you treat it as an environment to which it benefits only you, There's a lot of there's a lot of problem in there. There's a lot of dark clouds that are gonna come out of this whole story. One is that someone walked away because she didn't feel comfortable with how she was being treated. It's all about her, 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 me, 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 I, we. We should have never come up in your vocabulary, and I feel sorry for I feel sorry for Naomi. I really do. I'm not gonna use real names. I'm just gonna say. Legit, I feel sorry for Naomi because, yeah, her career could have taken off. It could have gone out of the blocks and been able to flourish or not flourish. You never know. It was a mad science experiment that the WWE was trying to formulate and concoct and help along. But it got destroyed because a certain ego had to get in the way. Not Scott Hall, you're not Kevin Nash, you sure as hell ain't Hogan, and you're not on the level of Trish or Lita or China or Ivory or the women that came before you. That helped pave the fucking road for you. So, <laughs> you're not a boss, you're just, I'm going to, I hate fucking using, in essence, I, you know, calling names doesn't make the situation any easier, and I'm sure you've heard this term before, but you're a bitch. Plain and simple. Legit. You're not a boss. You walked out like a whiny fucking three-year-old. Not, you know, who couldn't play with the toy that their parents told them they couldn't play with. So, good luck to you. What the fuck ever. I'm not going to be dissing you. Whatever you do in life, you're going to have the same attitude that's going to carry into wherever you walk into, whichever locker room. You're going to be a poison to that locker room. And, um, whatever. I mean... Once upon a time, 
you were a boss, and now you painted the image that you painted. So, major bed and lying it, have at it, have fun. If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had tonight, or had to say on tonight's show, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Sorry, I don't breathe in between monologues sometimes because I had to make fucking points, even though it repeats itself in a circle. All right. Toodles, bitches. I got to get my beauty rest. Tune in this Saturday. All right. Thank you for all the birthday wishes on Facebook through Russell Radio. Thank you through all the Russell Radio Network wishes. I love you, but I got to get some sleep. Maestro, if you could, please. No, you know the deal. I'm serious. Uh huh. Like a boss. <laughs> Yes, yes, y'all. So fresh, y'all.